Is anger a choice? If you've ever listened to my podcast, you know I'm all about self-awareness. You know I aim for self-actualization, and especially those that know me in real life, you know I'm all about healing. I've healed many health issues, and I take my biggest steps when my biggest obstacles appear. I'm convinced that things take time, and because some things take so long to heal, I also believe in multiple lives. It's the only thing that makes sense when I see that existence is centered on healing and learning. Last year in December, I told a friend of mine I was having a hard time calming down after getting so angry that my voice left me. My dad called, and I answered the phone not knowing it was him. Ultimately, the experience opened a can of worms, and I've been walking backwards into pain and anger that I thought I had long since walked away from. I was frustrated that I couldn't just be in control of what I was feeling and turn off all the negativity especially the anger and annoyance, while I kept replaying not just the conversation, but the history that was involved in having these feelings. That conversation with my dad had me losing my cool, shouting, and crying as I spoke truths I had never had the opportunity to say before. It was liberating on one hand to speak my truth, but more so damaging on the other hand because it was akin to going somewhere I don't want to be. A few years back, I went through a phase of blame after learning my neck problems were caused by being hit so much as a child. And while knowing blame harms no one but me, I still couldn't just turn it off. I finally released it through tapping. If you don't know what tapping is, I have an episode called What is Tapping that you can listen to. My podcast episodes are all about my wanting to look at what I'm feeling and understand it, heal it, and move through it to a place of greater self-awareness. So I went to this friend because I couldn't calm down. He's my most sensible friend. I call myself sensible, but he's ten times my level of sensibility. He, too, has a history with a violent father who did not cultivate trust and did far more harm than good to his children. I needed his sensible words because my mental words were all too emotional. And in that conversation, he brought up stoicism. He said that he's been helped by listening to Stoic podcasts and that I should look into it. So I did. And what I found were podcasts that talk about self-awareness through the label of Stoicism instead of self-actualization. Stoicism is very interesting and very much up my alley. I might still as of yet learn that Marcus Aurelius and Abraham Maslow are just two sides of the same coin. But right now, I'm still learning. And I approach Stoicism from a more Maslow angle. One thing that stands out to me as I learn more about Stoicism is a concept I've heard multiple times throughout my life and in large part agree with, which is nobody can make you feel anything. Whatever you feel is your choice. I have a friend that I'm always talking about choice to because she doesn't understand that emotions and choice are related. And I'm constantly pointing out when she chooses an emotion that I would have chosen a different emotion, which proves my point. Two people, two different choices, neither right or wrong, just both different because choice is involved. Where I come unstuck in this emotion choice concept is where anger is concerned. And that's one I keep hearing in Stoicism. Anger is a choice. And yes, in part, I agree it's a choice because it's an emotion. I've seen and lived that choice thousands of times in my dad. 
It's also very obvious that anger is a more commonly male emotion presenting in an outward visual in men more than women. Plus, we tend to keep anger hidden inside when it arises. I'm not sure why we do that. Women are so good at hiding what's happening on the inside. I have a sister that says she flat out refuses to get angry because it's not worth it. What she means is the detriment to her is far greater than the benefit of feeling it, which is really to say there is no benefit. You are only in the negative when you feel it. So even in situations where it's warranted, she refuses. I wish I could do that, which is why I'm writing. I'm still new to it, but I see stoicism as being really male-centered. I hear it being written by men for men, talked about by men. While I can admit it is very sensible and universal, human and useful, my struggle with it is very feminine. I don't think it will be easy to explain myself to a man, which is why I've sat down to try and type it out. There is so much to what I'm thinking, and I'm hoping I can get some of it broken down, if for no other reason than to have clarity for myself. I must throw in, I'm also working on tapping this anger. I'm not ignoring that tool, but I'm not going to bring tapping into this episode. I'm aware this isn't a simple topic to explain from the angle I'm coming at it, and I'm absolutely willing to get feedback on it. My angle is the female one, so that is number one in understanding me. If you aren't a woman, you must try to put yourself in my shoes, which admittedly proves I need to keep learning more about Stoicism because I don't know what Marcus Aurelius says on women. (laughs) I have yet to hear anything talked about from a female angle in Stoicism, and I haven't purchased any Stoicism books because I need to feel drawn to something before I put it in my library of things I'm not finding time to read. The irony with anger for me is that I do largely feel that it isn't a choice in relating to feeling it towards my dad. But at the same time, I've said before that my dad would constantly choose anger as his first response to everything, as though there was only one or two emotions to choose from, and he only wanted to choose anger. I've criticized that so many times because it's stupid to me to choose anger when it's unwarranted. Anger is debilitating. Why would anyone choose its awfulness? In fact, I wrote a quote by Ruth King on my pantry door of my kitchen because I thought it was so good. Anger is initiatory, not transformative. And you know, transformation is my jam, my aim, my desire. And anger is so wasted. I believe this, but I admit I feel differently. The instinctive and raw response to the stupid and narcissistic things my dad said on the phone that day was anger. And it doesn't feel like the wrong response, nor does it feel like a choice. While I admit I am harmed by feeling it. And that quote becomes true. It does feel initiatory, not transformative which is why it's so uncomfortable. I'm walking to a dead end with anger while it's the inevitable emotion in the situation for me. I also heard Sam Harris recently briefly touch on feeling anger in a podcast where he was a guest. It was three years old and not the main subject being discussed, but my ears perked up. 
His example was feeling anger over something someone says. He made it sound like his example was feeling anger over something a stranger says, which made me think I need to really over explain here my examples for feeling anger as a response to words. I agree with Sam's example that generic people saying anything about something you disagree with is not a good reason to choose anger. And I wouldn't. That's the unwarranted crap I was just talking about. What I mean is the things said that come from history of events and trauma, and things said that relate to experience and reasons anger was created in the first place. I'm not trying to deal with generic anger coming from random people talking. That's not my issue. I mean the kind of anger that would appear towards someone for their actions that aren't erasable, and then the dumb shit they say related to their actions that reignite the anger like gas on embers. The reason I even mention Sam Harris is because he's such a sensible human, and I respect him because of his desire to see everything clearly. He's genuine and honest, And although I have not heard him say he's a Stoic, it wouldn't surprise me if he came out with that. A Stoic atheist is not a bad thing for an open mind like mine. As I listen to the Stoic point of view on anger, the more I hear it's a choice, the more I want to disagree. And not because I want to throw out volition, but because what I think I'm hearing in those words is cop-out. I hear, it's not my fault, but yours. I can hear my dad, that male perspective I get from Stoicism, say, I can do what I want, but you, you're choosing to be angry about my actions. I hear ego of rightness. I hear a philosophy that is a get-out-of-jail-free card, and I hear it being a male point of view. I have freedom of choice in my actions, and you have freedom of choice in your feelings about them. Think of a slave owner in the 1800s. It's archaic thinking, but today I still hear the mentality. I don't hear understanding of why there's so much anger. I don't hear admission of fault. I don't hear humility of regret. I don't hear any of the things that relate to righting wrongs. Women understand these things because we are fixers, healers, sowers, creators, innovators, solutionists, troubleshooters. We feel sorrow. We want to repair. We understand regret, and the attempt to put things right is how anything ever does get put right. Nothing gets fixed or healed by denial, excuses, or pointing fingers. Those are male qualities. I know this is going to be a harsh example, but it's so perfect for explaining what I mean. Men say things that equate to, I only raped her because she chose to look like that. She was asking for it. I'm not responsible for raping her when she's the one first putting on sexy clothes and looking that good. She created this. Oh, you're angry I raped you? That's your choice. And not just rape. Oh, female, you're angry I hit you? You're angry I hit you so much you have neck problems and pain? That's your choice. Which, to be frank, seeing it so clearly only makes me more angry. Telling me that anger is a choice to what you choose to do and that I should choose to feel something different is such a dead end. It's a waste of time. It's a lie. It's stupid. 
it's repulsive, and it's so male. I bet most men would want me to say next that I'm a lesbian. Then I could fit so tidily into an I hate men package. But I don't hate men. I'm not a lesbian. I'm very straight. But I don't understand how some men carry this mentality. I'm as confused by it as the inability to let go of anger. I know all men aren't like this. That would be a blanket statement, and I hate blanket statements because they're ignorant. It's impossible for anything to be true in every instance it appears. Everything is not black or white, and it's just as impossible for every man to understand my point of view on this cop-out mentality of anger is your choice, just like the it's your fault I raped you mentality. History proves that. But there are men out there who will understand what I'm saying and agree with it. I just don't think my type of thinking is easily understood by men. It takes an open, non-typical male mind because women do think differently. I believe in gray. I believe in imperfection. I believe in choice, which includes the choice to move toward any direction of gray. So this measure between nobody can make you feel anything and the fact certain people do make you feel anger so easily is what I'm struggling with. On one end of the scale, a child steals a toy from another child, and the child stolen from can't control the fact that he's mad the toy was taken. On that same end of the scale, if a man steals the virginity of a woman, and the woman who was stolen from doesn't control the fact she's mad at what was taken, is it really an acceptable reply to her that nobody can make you feel anything? And that if she's angry, it's her choice to feel so. I went from toy to virginity to make my point. But anger is a different beast. It's not just another emotion. We're talking about everything from toy to virginity, but also the less tangible in between, like a sense of safety. What if safety was stolen and the person who stole it does none of the things to replace or repair it, but instead denies makes excuses, and repeats a false narrative that is only their perspective, while saying, your anger is a choice. What if we're talking about anything emotion-related, where there is no physical thing we can set on the table and point to? Most traumatic experiences have no physical thing we can set on the table. Are all emotions felt the responsibility of the individual feeling them, and not the responsibility of the person causing them to exist in the first place. Are people really saying that? One of the reasons I have such a hang-up with this is the simple fact that throughout history, men have taken and taken again. The white man has taken land, lives, security, virginity. They've enslaved, raped, pillaged, and destroyed countless lives. So it feels like a white man cop out to say the words to anyone they harm. I can't make you feel anything. You are choosing to feel that way. I admit yet again, I believe some feelings are a choice, but I refuse to believe that some feelings are not inevitable and warranted because of someone else forcing it. And that's the key word right there. Force. I think what we fail to allow as a factor in the emotion of anger, 
is that it can be a result of force. I need you to let that settle in real quick because I'm going to remind you what we know about force. Sir Isaac Newton understood force. The first law of motion, a body in motion remains in motion or a body at rest remains at rest unless acted upon by an outside force. Let that sink in. Consider how accurately that applies to one person feeling something as a direct result of another applying force. Any force. This is what I call cause and effect. The second law of motion, acceleration of an object is directly proportional to mass and force. So consider the level of upset or anger is directly proportional to what event transpired. Newton's third law, for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. This law insists there is no get-out-of-jail-free card. And this law can be twisted by a man to mean that a woman dressing beautiful and sexy means that he will rape her. But don't forget, we are talking about force, not Newton's law of hormones. A woman does not exert force by being attractive. A man is exerting force by raping or hitting a woman. The science we're talking about does not include what a man experiences in his pants or brain in relation to people around him. Even though a male mind would want to argue, it does also point to cause and effect. I would remind that man to also study Abraham Maslow to understand self-actualization. And so, as much as I want to be the boss of my world and feel only what I choose to feel, there is no get-out-of-jail-free card for anyone denying Newton's laws of motion and those choosing to create a cause that, in fact, has the effect of anger. I think my struggle and my argument is that anger is a human emotion we can't easily opt out of. And it's not necessarily a choice as much as it is a force, one that must be dealt with and is in measure a problem equal to the experience or experiences that generated it. How does one heal if anger is not transformative? How does one leave anger behind when it's a force that is directly proportional to what created it? I'm not saying I have an answer. I'm saying I have clarity on why anger is a different kind of emotion and not one ruled by choice. I laugh at the thought of someone trying to convince Newton that motion involves choice. I feel like I need Newton the psychologist to give me clarity, because as long as men don't do what women do, fix, heal, sow, create, innovate, solve, and troubleshoot, I only see time as a possible micro-solution when I look at and have to actually feel the laws of motion. And don't get me started on forgiveness. That's not an emotion. And it's also a choice. It is a get-out-of-jail-free card. And Newton, too, would no sooner invite forgiveness into the three laws of motion as he would invite jealousy. Emotions are chemicals received by ourselves. This subject is not an easy one. Anger is not a simple emotion. I'm tapping for the anger. I understand the science of releasing these chemicals from my cells. But I also understand the force of being hit and the energy transference there too. This might be one of my deepest, most stuck chemicals in my cells. 
but I'm also not a defeatist. I'm a healer, problem solver, and a believer in self-actualization. And I'm also a bloody hard worker. It might not be a choice that I heal, but a law of motion governing my being. Nat and Chat is brought to you by SeedsAndCells.net. When seed-based nutrition joins the structure of cells, we heal.